Welcome to an incredible word from Pastor Marcus Dunham, Associate Pastor here at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, listen, if you are ready for the word, we are going to be uh, in a few places, but uh, you can go to Isaiah 64 um, and uh, we'll be jumping around as well. But the title of the message this morning is Waiting on God. Waiting on God. You know, today is a special day in the history of our nation, particularly in black history. Uh, as you see the picture behind me, depicts a, uh, on, on February 18th, 1865, black soldiers of the Union Army, most of whom who, who were members of the 21st United States Colored Troops, marched through the city of Charleston, South Carolina, which at that time was the capital of slavery uh, in the U.S., and the city of Charleston was burning at that time as Confederate troops had evacuated the day before, burning everything they could that might have helped their enemy. And as these soldiers made their way through the city, they went, out, they went about putting out these fires while singing, glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah, his soul goes marching on singing about uh, the great abolitionist of that day, Jim Brown. And as they marched through the city, they were met by crowds of formerly enslaved people who were cheering the men who had helped to liberate them. These newly freed people danced and, sing, and sang in the streets with joy, thanking God and blessing every soldier that made their way through the city. And what a glorious day it was as it marked the final nail in the coffin for the end of slavery in the, in the United States. And after years of fighting and enduring and praying, after 90 plus years of waiting on God, their day of deliverance had finally come to fruition. You know, uh, it wasn't but two years before this, that the Emancipation Proclamation was set. But it took two years for that to completely go into effect. And that was thanks to um, Abraham Lincoln, which, by the way, his birthday was on February 12th. But now, while no one here can imagine what it was like to endure what our people had to endure in the face of slavery, we do, however know what it is like to have to wait on God. And that's what they did for years. If you have ever prayed a prayer, trusted in God, and have had to wait on an answer to come to pass, then you have had to wait on God. They did not want to have to wait then, and just like them, we don't want to have to wait now. However, there are times that we have to wait on God. And we all know what it's like to have to wait. Okay, it's not a preference for anyone to have to do it, but it's something that 
comes with life. And in our culture here in America today, we are used to getting things now. You know, we like instant results. Things like, ma- uh, uh, excuse me, microwaves, uh, fast food, uh, uh, Google Maps to avoid traffic. You know, having the convenience of being able to drive your vehicle through a car wash and get it done in just, and I mean, less than a minute. But it's all there to help cut waiting out of the picture. In fact, we'll all pay money in order to not have to wait. I know I do. I mean, you know, I'll pay a little extra to not have to wait. However, when there is a delay, you know, if there is extra traffic, if we happen to be connected to slow Wi-Fi or have to watch an ad in the middle of, you know, in the middle of the video that we're watching, you know, it, 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 it makes it a little bit inconvenient. And if there's anything we can do to cut waiting out of the picture, we do it. I know I do. I, you know, uh, Melinda knows that, uh, tra- you know, traffic is one of the things that I dislike the most. And, uh, you know, whenever I was younger, you know, uh, I, I, was, I was 18, Pastor Ron. When I was 18 living in DFW, you know, traffic can last. You could sit in traffic, you know, for about 20 minutes. So, you know, again, I was 18, Jason. I would just hop on that shoulder and just drive past everybody. Man, I wasn't waiting. <laughs> yeah, I broke the law a couple of times to do that. But, you know, I grew out of that. But that just showed how much I, you know, I didn't like to, you know, not have to wait. But God knew what he was doing when he gave me four daughters. He knew what he was doing. You know, the Lord has worked on my patience and I have become way more patient, you know, especially with my little baby girl, Malaya. You know, I've, uh, you know, the Lord is, has worked on that with me. I'm sure the Lord is working in that, working that in you as well. But as convenient as, as, as it is to not have to wait, there are times that we do. And although we may see it as a bad thing as, you know, at times, there are natural flows of life where we just have to wait. Okay? Pregnancy, bring, you know, being one of them. Women, pregnancy. Okay? Um, you, know, you, know, when, you know, when Melinda was pregnant with Naomi, or when she was pregnant with Maya, when she was pregnant with Nora, or with Malaya, you know, she had to wait. And I would imagine probably about six or seven months, you were probably about ready. Is that about right somewhere in there? You know, moms, you know, you were probably about ready for that baby to come out, you know. But you still have to wait a couple of months. You know, you still have to wait a little bit longer. And you had to labor a little bit longer before you could finally uh, deliver that child. How about seasons? Okay, the seasons of the year. Uh, I, I, I don't know about you, I actually really like the cold because, you know, you know, outside of 10 months out of the year for just two months, there's a chance that half of that time we'll get some cold weather. You know, I, 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 I enjoy it because the other time of the year we have to deal with heat, humidity, and mosquitoes. So I, I'm okay with a little bit of cold, you know, but I got to wait for it. Okay. Some of you like the summer, you know, you're waiting to go to the beach, you know, you're waiting to make some trips. How about gardening? Okay, you know, we got to plant the seed, but we have to wait for the rain. We have to wait for the time. And as much as we want for that to come to fruition right away, we have to wait. 
whether it be promotions at work, whether it be cooking, or whatever it may be, there are just things in life where we are required to have to wait. But what about when you have been praying about a situation and waiting for a breakthrough? You've been waiting weeks, months, maybe even years. And you start to wonder, you know, why haven't I received an answer yet? Will my prayers be answered? Does God even hear me? You know, I'm, I'm not sure if you've ever been in that situation where you found yourself asking those questions. Maybe you're asking those questions today. What we're going to do today is we're going to look into the Word of God concerning these things and how they play a part in us having to wait on God and how we are to wait on God. So there's three truths that we're going to look at. The first being that God hears your prayers. God hears our prayers. At times we may ask ourselves, you know, does, does, does God even hear me? God hears your prayers. Now, before we go any further, I want to acknowledge the obvious here. And that is that if we want God to hear us, then we have to pray. And if we're not praying, then we cannot expect God to hear us. And I believe that prayer is simply co cooperating with God for him to do what he already wants to do. You know, outside of the wild prayers that we may pray that, or that are more central to ourself, for the most part, God wants to bring about the things that we are praying for. But, at the, you, know, you know, and so we're cooperating with God for what he wants to already do. Meaning that we can't, we can't get God to do something that he doesn't want to do. And that's not what prayer is. It's not trying to get God to do something that he doesn't want to do. Because the reason why he's, the reason why we haven't received, why we haven't seen an answer to our prayer is not because God doesn't want to do it. Well, aside from the things that he doesn't want to do. But instead, we are fulfilling the condition that God has set in order for him to do what he said he will do. And that is prayer. You know, God has a will, and he has an unconditional will, and he has a conditional will, okay? There are things that are unconditional, meaning that there are things that God has set in order that are, that are going to happen regardless of what you and I do, okay? Regardless of what you and I do, Jesus is coming back, and he is coming to redeem his church. That is going to happen. Regardless of what we do, the devil will be destroyed and he will be cast into the eternal lake of fire. That's going to happen. Regardless of what we do, there is going to be a new heaven and a new earth. That is going to happen. That is a part of his unconditional will. But then he also has a conditional will, meaning that these are things that, 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 that have things that have to be met in order for God to do them. For instance, God's will is that all would be saved, that everyone would be saved. But only those who call on the name of the Lord, who call on the name of Jesus, will be saved. You see, if, if, if I want to be saved, if I want to have eternal life, I have to call upon the name of Jesus. 
I have to call upon him. That's a part of his conditional will. His desire is that we will all be saved. But we have to call upon the name of Jesus Christ. And if we do so, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we will be saved. That is what his word says. Similarly, we have to pray. God wants us to pray. Prayer is not a man-made um, contraction. It's not something that we came up with. It's something that God has instituted himself. Prayer, God wants us to pray. So, understanding that God wants us to pray, we must know that God does hear our prayers. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 29 says this, the Lord hears the prayer of the righteous. It says that he hears the prayer of the righteous. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. That's an interesting visual there, that he is attentive. Not only is he listening, but when, we, when you begin to pray, it says that he begins to listen. He's attentive. He's waiting to hear your prayer. Now, there does seem to be a caveat here because it says that, that his ears are attentive to the righteous, that, his eyes are on the, that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and that he hears the prayer of the righteous. Does that mean that if, that if we sin, that God's not going to hear our prayer? Well, we have to remember that we are not righteous because of the things that we do. We are righteous because of what Jesus has already done. We talked about that last week. And if, if, if you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life, then you have been born again and you have received the righteousness of Christ. And you are righteous. If you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life, then you are righteous. And because of Jesus, you are righteous. That means that when you pray, God hears your plea. When you pray, he is attentive to your prayers, is what it says. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 55 through 57 says, I've called on your name, O Lord, from the depths of the pit, and you heard my plea. Do not close your ear to my cry for help. You came near when I called on you. You said, do not fear. From the depths of the pit, even in the lowest of the low, no matter where we find ourselves in, when we call on God, it says that he hears our plea. In fact, many times he is waiting for us to call on him. He is attentive. And it says that he draws near. He gets closer. Whenever we begin to pray, he, he, he's attentive and he begins to draw closer to you when we pray. Even in our darkest hour and the lowest part of our life, God hears our prayer. And we can look at many more scriptures, but the overall point is that when we pray, you can be confident in knowing that God hears your prayer. You know, when you're waiting on God and you haven't heard anything and you may think, man, are my prayers even getting through the ceiling? You can know don't let the devil make you believe that he's not listening to you, that he's turned a deaf ear to you. That is not what the Word of God says. That is not the truth. The truth is 
He's attentive and he's listening. Amen? That's number one. The second truth that we see in Scripture is that not only does he hear our prayer, but he provides an answer. The Lord provides an answer to your prayers. Daniel chapter 9 in Daniel 9, we see a prayer that, that Daniel is praying for his people, and, and he's wanting to hear an answer from God. And at the end of his prayer, we see an angel appears before, before Daniel. And he says this, that at the beginning of your supplications, at the beginning of your prayer, the command went out. It says that I have come to tell you. In other words, he's saying that whenever you pray, whenever you begin to pray at the beginning of your prayers, it says that the command went out. What command? God's word. An answer. He sent word for the prayer of Daniel's, uh, 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 for, for Daniel's prayer. And when we pray, he sends an answer. And it says that his answer was that angel. That angel is, you know, angels are messengers of God. And, and, so they, and so he came to deliver that answer. In the next chapter, chapter 10, same thing happens, except Daniel is praying for 21 days. 21 days he's praying. And at the end of that 21 days, an angel appears to him. And he says to him, do not be afraid. In verse 12, do not be afraid, Daniel. For since the first day you began to pray, your request has been heard in heaven. So he heard his prayer. From the first day, God heard his prayer. And it says that I have come an answer to your prayer. Not only did, did God hear, but God sent an answer. And we see something very unique, something that gives us an insight in prayer. Because a little bit later, in verse 13, the angel continues and he lets him know that, that, that on his way to, to send an answer, that the demonic forces of Persia, that they blocked, they blocked that angel from being able to deliver that to deliver the answer to his prayer. And it says that he had to send, uh, you know, that Michael had to come and help him and yada, yada. But what happens there is that we see is that there is a spiritual battle. If you guys remember in our last series, we talked about the spiritual battle that is happening around us. That there is a spiritual battle that's happening in the heavenly realms and the spirit realm and in the invisible realm. And although we can't see it, it is happening. And what that shows us is that when we pray, we may not see an answer. We may not see what's going on, but God has sent an answer, and there is something that's happening. We may not see it, but God is working. He has sent an answer. He is on his way. We just have to continue to wait. Daniel, he was praying. He was fasting. He was waiting on God. You know, when we are waiting for an answer, it shows us the importance of continuing to pray, continuing to pray, to not give up on prayer, to continue to trust in Him. And it is important for us to know as well that while God, while God does answer our prayer, His response may be different than what we expected it. 
We may be expecting God to do it this way, and he may do it that way. We may expect for God to do it. We may expect for the answer to look like this, the way that we're expecting it, but the way he will do it may look like that. It may look different. In fact, there's a good chance that it will, but we, we must know and, and remember that God he is a good God. He is a good father, and he wants the best for you. He wants the best for me, and, and, and he knows what is best. And so when he comes to answer, it's going to be good. He knows what is best. He is, he is, he is hearing your prayers, and he is sending an answer. And the third thing that we see is that we must wait on God. You know, although we're praying, we got to remember and we got to tell ourselves that he's, here, he's heard my prayers. He is attentive. He, he is waiting to hear you pray. And we're not talking about just, just a traditional prayer that we do, you know, you know we pray you know, before we eat or just the, the few prayers, you know, that we pray just before we go to bed. But it's, it's a connected prayer where our hearts are connected to it. Our faith is connected to it. He wants us to pray and he is waiting for us to pray. He's listening so that he can send an answer. But while, until that answer comes, we have to wait on God. You know, God has a plan, and his plan is revealed in his timing. And this, God's plan and his timing go together. But he's going to reveal it to us in steps. And when we pray and we wait on God, we are waiting for God, for him to show up. Uh, Isaiah 64, as I mentioned, you may have already turned there. We're going to be in, in, in verse 4. This is what it says here, Isaiah 64, 4. For since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait on him. God works for those who wait on him. In fact, God loves to work on the behalf of those who wait on him. When we wait on God and we continue to trust in him, it says here that he loves to work on the behalf of those who wait on him. So if that's the truth, let us wait on God. But what does that look like? How, how do we wait on God? You know, you, you know, what does that even mean? I believe that waiting on God is trusting in God and in his timing. It's trusting in God's timing. Knowing that he is God and I am not, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. Trusting in God is going, it is, it is that God is going to do what he said that he was going to do and that he is going to do it in his timing. And before we try to figure things out on our own and before we try to get help from someone else to fix our problem, let us go to God and trust him. Because you see this, uh, uh, in Isaiah 64, uh, this, uh, 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 the people of Israel, they were going to Egypt for, to, to fix the issue because they were in trouble. 
And they were going to Egypt trying to get them to help them with their problem. But God is saying, you know, you know you're going there, but I'm the God of Israel. You come to me. And he's saying that I love to work on behalf of those who wait on me. So how do we do that? How do we wait on God? Well, three ways I'm going to list that we find in Scripture. Number one is that we can wait on God patiently. Wait on God patiently. Psalm 37, 7 says this, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Wait patiently for him. The psalmist says that we, may, we wait patiently on the Lord by being still before him. That's not just a, a, a physical being still, although it, 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 it has implications, but it's more of a picture of us being still in our hearts, that we're, that we're not worried, that we're not fretting over things that we can't control, but instead we're going to trust him. We're going to trust him. We're going to be patient. We're going to trust that the Lord knows what he is doing. That even though I don't know all the details, even though I don't know how God is going to do it, I don't know when he's going to do it, it's okay. I don't need to know all those things. I'm just going to trust in him. I'm going to be patient. And listen, we all know that being patient is not easy, especially when we're waiting for God to answer our prayer. Yet, it says that he wants us to wait patiently. That patience, God is always trying to work more patience in us, that we can trust in him. He's heard your prayer. He has sent an answer. He, he is working on it. He is molding it. He is, he's got his hands on it. We just have to wait on him. Let us be patient. Being patient is being content and not knowing all the details and still trusting God to bring it about in his timing. Let us not fret. Let us not worry. But instead, let us patiently trust God in his timing. So we can wait on God patiently. Number two, we can wait on God expectantly. I like this one right here. To wait on God expectantly. Psalms 5.3, it says, Listen to my voice in the morning, O Lord. Each morning I bring my request, I bring my prayers to you and wait expectantly. I love the picture here of of, of bringing God every day, I'm bringing my prayer to you and I'm waiting expectantly. That word expectantly is, comes from the word expectation, that we are expecting. Whenever you are expecting something, you are waiting and watching for it to come to pass. You know, if I ever got a sniff of a surprise and I think I might know what it is, I'm, I'm looking at every turn. You know, when... when when, when we're expecting something, we're watching for it. And similarly, the Word of God has many times talks about us waiting expectantly on God. God wants us to watch and wait for Him. To watch and wait for Him to do what it is that we are praying for. You know, as a farmer, not as a farmer, I'm not a farmer, but it is what a farmer does. A farmer plants a seed or many seeds in the ground. 
And after they've done the work and they've planted the seed, they plow the ground and they set the seeds in, all they can do is they wait expectantly for rain. They know it's going to rain at some point, so they wait expectantly, watching and waiting, waiting for that rain to come. It's the same thing that James 5 talks about, about waiting on the Lord as a farmer waits for the latter rain. We plant the seed and we wait for the rain. Similarly, our prayers are like seed, and we continue to lay our seed in the ground when we pray as we wait for the Lord to bring about the answer, to bring about his blessing. We must continue to wait on God by continuing to go to God in prayer, like the psalmist says, each morning. Each morning I bring my prayer to you. I bring my prayers to you, Lord. Hear my voice, and I will wait expectantly. Let us expect for the Lord to show up. And it can get weary, but let us continue to trust and wait. And number three, we we can wait actively. We can wait patiently, we wait expectantly, and we wait actively on the Lord. Again, The same scripture, Isaiah 64, verse 4, For since the world began, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait on him. I don't think that God is waiting, or I don't think that God is performing for those who are doing nothing. I I don't think that that's what it means there. To wait means to do nothing. I don't think that, 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 that that's what it means. Instead, It is doing something. It's not a passive waiting. It's an active waiting. Daniel, for 21 days, wasn't doing nothing. He was praying. He was seeking God. He was fasting. He was waiting on the Lord, but he was actively waiting on him. What we do while we wait matters. What we do while we wait matters. It reminds me... In Acts 16, where Paul and Silas were attacked by a crowd, beaten, and then thrown into prison. And then they didn't want them to get out, so it says that they were thrown into the inner dungeon, and then they had their feet shackled uh, in, um, in stocks. And it seemed like they were in a bit of a pickle. What did they do? They prayed. They prayed, and the Word of God says that at about midnight, God showed up. Boom, the door is open, the shackles came off, and they were free. Now, it would have been nice for God to show up a little earlier, you know? I mean, it would have been nice if they would have, you know, if it would have happened in just a few minutes. But it didn't really seem to bother them, you know? They were just waiting on God. But they weren't doing nothing. The Word of God says that they were praying, and they were singing hymns. They were singing songs. They were praising God. They were praying and they were praising. And then all of a sudden, the Word of God says, suddenly, suddenly. The Lord comes suddenly. What we do while we wait matters. As we wait on God, let us wait patiently. Let us wait uh, expectantly and let us wait actively. So our takeaways for today, number one, God hears your prayers. Let me encourage you 
to know that God is attentive to your prayers. He is actively listening. He's waiting to hear your prayers, and he hears them. They are getting through the roof. They are getting to heaven. He is hearing them. He hears your prayer. Don't let the devil lie to you and make you believe that God's not listening, that God has turned a deaf ear, that he hears other people, but he's not hearing you. That's a lie. He hears your prayer. It's his word. He says that he is listening for your prayers. Let us pray. Let us continue to pray. Number two, not only does God hear your prayers, but he is going to provide an answer. He is going to send an answer. He will answer your prayer. It may not look the way that we wanted it to look, but he's going to answer your prayer. That's what the Word of God says, is that he will provide an answer. And until that answer comes, we must wait on the Lord. Let us wait on God. And there is no better person to wait on than God. You know, the, the best thing we can do is to wait on him. What we do while we wait matters. Let us trust in God and trust in his timing. And let us wait patiently on him. Let us not worry. Let us not fret. Let's, when that worry starts to creep in, let us remind ourselves that, that we are waiting on God, that he will do so. He will come in his timing. Let us wait expectantly. Let us look around the corner. Let us have hope in our heart. You know, you know, uh, you, you know sometimes I, I try to, you know, I, I, it, if I'm not careful, I'll, I'll try not to hope. You know, I'll try to say, oh, you know, it may not happen. That's okay. But the Lord wants us to hope in him. He wants us to hope. He wants us to look around the corner. He wants us to wait expectantly on God, expecting for him to answer. And it's, it's not always easy. I remember watching Melinda for two years look like a, a toothpick. She was sick and she couldn't eat anything. And for two, for two straight years, every single day, being nauseous every single day. And if she could eat a cracker or two, it was a good day. But man, and we kept seeking the Lord. We kept seeking the Lord. We kept trying new things. But two years later, eventually, breakthrough came. And she was healed. It took two years. And it was a long two years every single day. And you know what you have how, how you have waited on the Lord. Let us trust in him. Wait on his timing. And he will do it in his time. Let us wait also actively. Let us continue to pray. Let us continue to go to him. Let us not try to do things on our own or give up on waiting on God. Let us trust in the Lord and let us trust in his timing. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, that, Lord, you hear our prayers. We thank you, God, that you send an answer to our prayer. And, Lord, until that prayer comes, God, until the answer to that prayer comes, Lord, help us to wait on you. Help us to be patient. 
And Lord, I pray, Father God, that in due season, Lord God, God, that you will show up. And Lord, regardless of what your answer is, God, we will trust in you. Lord, I pray, God, that we will, God, keep worry at bay, that we would keep, um, God, we would keep uh, a stress and, and anxiety at bay. But Lord, we will trust in you that we would not allow fear, God, to overtake our heart. But Lord, like we, but God, we will continue to trust in you, God, that you would work perfect patience in us. Lord, God, that you would build hope in our hearts. And Father, God, that you would draw us closer through our time and waiting on you. Lord, we love you and we worship you. Lord, I pray that today, Father God, that every prayer that is prayed, God, that has been sowed into the ground, Lord, God, I pray that in due season, Lord, that you will show up and that you will show yourself as God. Lord, your word says, God, that you love to work on behalf of those who wait on you. Lord, I pray, God, that you will show up, meet every need in the name of Jesus. But Lord, until then, we will wait on you. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this dynamic message from Pastor Marcus Dunham. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastors and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.